there's something strange in the neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Jason Reitman? Isn't it He-Man? As in He-Man, He-Man, He-Man. Isn't that what they say in Ghostbusters 2 when they go what? to the kids' party? Oh, as if I... Do you not remember Ghostbusters 2? Like, I, I, no. Like, <laughs> I remember bits of it. I remember, is it Ray and Winston going out at the yeah. kids' party? Do, 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 do. I love that incidental music. Sorry, I'm just doing the music now. Yes, so they 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 go at the kids' party and it's like um like brats essentially, and uh, they do the they put the tape on like mother of the year. Tape. Yeah, yeah, I know. They put the tape on and then they do the dance. I'm doing the dance. Yeah. They do the arms and they do that bit of the song and then all the kids start shouting "He man, He man," which kind of dates it really. Um, you're you're looking at me. You're yes. looking at me. Anyway, hello everyone. We've been to see Ghostbusters Afterlife separately, as per. <laughs> if you're a regular listener, then you'll know that we rarely go to the pictures together. Yes. So I went to see it a couple of days ago. You went this afternoon. I am fresh in from this. You are fresh. I've just been walking down the street in the dark when there was a power <laughs> surge in the area and all the streetlights went off. Yeah. And that was somewhat freaky. And it was the same here in the house. The lights started flickering and I got really freaked out. Probably because I was thinking about Ghostbusters and ghosts and ghoulies. And, you Especially know. when a couple of minutes later the key went in the door and oh, started Oh, don't. Oh, it's going down. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Not, not a big fan of ghosts here. <laughs> <laughs> you had it so well. <laughs> so, first of all, I think we should apologise for the fact that we both have colds. Yeah, we're 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 not well. No, but we have we have yeah. tested negative. Yeah, we have worn masks in the cinema. Yeah, uh, we've been responsible cinema goers. Yes, yeah, but yeah, and we we don't have COVID, but we do have a very heavy cold. So we're probably going to sound on this podcast like we've got a peg on our noses. So yeah, apologises. See, there we go. Can't even speak. Apologies in advance. If you ever want to hear Ringo Starr um, (laughs) (laughs) review Ghostbusters Afterlife, this is the podcast for you. Tell your friends. (laughs) Oh, right. So we're going to do a general discussion of what we think about Ghostbusters Afterlife and then we're going to go into spoilers, but we'll notify you um, very much loud and proud once we get to the spoilers section. So I think it's safe to say beforehand that you are more a Ghostbusters person than I am. <laughs> well, I definitely am more of a Ghostbusters person at the moment because uh, it was my birthday recently and my son, ably helped by you. No, no. Also no. your son. I didn't <laughs> my, yes. my son. Our son. I our think. son. What are you for? <laughs> um, ably helped by his dad, I you bought me some beautiful Ghostbusters coasters where each coaster was a Ghostbuster. Yes. And they're absolutely stunning. And I won't let anyone put a cup on them now. So even though they're coasters, they're not going to be used as that. If anyone wants one, depicted store uh, is where they're from. Um, and they're Blake, from around here. Blake tells me. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whispered in your ear. Yeah, St. Gates said they do, um, they've got a sister site, Football Diversion, which is how I found them. They've got loads of really, really cool football stuff. Yeah. Uh, I got you in World in Motion mug because yeah. that is one of your Top my five all favorite time songs. Favorite song. uh, I got a really good Hull City mug with all the classic kits on. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're a lovely shop. I really check them out. They're, um, they're, they're things that you just don't see elsewhere. I think the quality of what they've made as well. Like those coasters are like, like when I say they're beautiful, they actually are. They're like pieces of art, and the mugs are sort of like 
you know we've talked before about sometimes when you get um like you see a t-shirt or a bag or some sort of merch and it's just really obvious what it is yeah and everyone's got one yeah so like for example we've got um we've got various teenagers down our street that wear all the harry potter gear and it's just so obvious you just walk down and there's a gryffindor um what's it called where you wear a hood a hoodie there's a gryffindor hoodie there's a bag with you know I'm going to say Hufflepuff and you're going to say nobody likes Hufflepuff yeah, because no, that's what you do. But you know what I mean? That's, that's, and it's just really, really obvious where actually the, the subtle things I find, and we've had this discussion before, um, I find really, like, they're just, they're just, it's like having a little secret fan club that only someone will get it. So like the New Order World in Motion mug, I've never seen that before anywhere else. And like you say, whole city mug, but it's not just the, lo- the latest badge. Yeah. It's, you know, it's something... the kids from the 80s yeah, and, yeah. and 90s. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not, <laughs> not, reviewing... not, not sponsored by. We're not but... reviewing Depicted Star. Yeah, <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah we, we really do recommend them. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen... I saw Ghostbusters when it came out. Mm-hmm. I saw Ghostbusters 2 when it came out. Like, obviously Ghostbusters... Did you see it in the cinema? No, no, it no. It can't no, have no, done. No. I'm just thinking, was it... Was I mean, go- I could have done. The original Ghostbusters was 84. Four, am I right in thinking? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah. you, oh, I suppose you would have been five. You might have yeah, been. Yeah, okay. no, I would have been four. Oh, would you? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Ghostbusters two in nineteen eighty nine. No, so it well, it's not the first Ghostbusters film I've seen in the cinema, but we'll come back to that. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I I think I saw. I mean, I've seen it as a kid. I remember the real Ghostbusters cartoon. I really remember that as well. Um, I've probably seen Ghostbusters. A few times since, or at least had it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ghostbusters Two, I don't think I've seen. I might have seen it like when I was doing a film rewatch at some point. The thing that I most remember Ghostbusters for is the game that was on the Spectrum, oh. which is absolutely badass. I mean, I expect it looks absolutely shit now, but you got to like before you started, you got to pick your like all your setup. So you had to order a car, and you had to like choose how many traps you had, and yeah, you had a certain amount of money, and. You had like a ghost vacuum, which was just a vacuum on top of a thing. Like it looks, I will show you this after. Okay. But yeah, um, and you had to go around and around the streets of New York and then drive the car. And um, there was a lock and a key, Mm -hmm. which had to do that. And then eventually the marshmallow man came along. Of course he did. Yeah. um, And there was really, you know, like, did you ever have a Spectrum? No. No. I had a Commodore 64 and then a um, Sega Mega Drive. You know how, well, still on the Commodore 64, they probably had really, really shit synthesised yes. voices. That's what I'm sort of so, hearing in my yeah, mind. You you got the really, really shit, he slimed me, which you <laughs> couldn't tell. And Ghostbusters! Yeah, yeah. I'll show you it when, yeah, when we finish. And there was a, like the 8-bit MIDI pop version mm. of the Ghostbusters theme. Nice. Yeah. But... Ghostbusters, I think it says one of your films you go back yeah, to. Yeah, all all the time. Um, obviously, massive uh, caveat of not watching the beginning with the ghost in the library. No, thank you. So I skipped through that bit. Oh, I wa- watched around it, but then once you know the um, the <laughs> free floating <laughs> spectre arrives, that's when I kind of like when she turns and she goes shh. That's it. I'm out by that point. I'm not waiting for the rah bit. People at home hopefully will know what I'm talking about. I know what you mean. You know what I mean, don't you? Um, and actually, when you see it, if you if you do look at it, it's not as scary as you remember. But as a kid, that was just terrifying. But I love it. I love the camaraderie between the um, three and then later on four Ghostbusters. I, I really like, and th- again, it's a childhood film for me. 
I really loved how each one of them was different and I think that really appealed to me as a child of like Egon's like the the scientist you know like the what you would call like a boffin right yeah um, you've got Venkman who's the um the cool guy and he's really relaxed and like raised the one who's really into really believes in the, the spiritualism and the occult and then later on Winston joining the team who's you know just the everyman he's, the everyman he's almost he the, doesn't he's the audience uh, proxy in yeah because he's like I don't you know I if 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 it, if he pays me if it pays well I'll believe yeah. anything that sort of thing I know yeah. I've butchered that line but and, and just all four of them the, the comedy and the camaraderie and that idea of them working together with some of the you know the 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 Rick Moranis and the Sigourney Weaver and all of that I think it was the cast and and you know how and regular listeners will know I'm not very good with comedy at all but that level of horror comedy yes. which I I come back to later on in life with American Werewolf in London, which again is one of my favourite films. I think that really speaks to me. I don't know why. The, the out-and-out comedy um, and the comedies of the 80s I really, really struggle with, but because this had the horror element to it, yeah. and, you know, those the arms of the, of the dog monsters coming up through the sofa, it's just terrifying it's uh, eggs cooking themselves on the on the side of the kitchen <laughs> it's like why haven't you ran out of that room what is wrong with you Sigourney Weaver so all of those things re- really spoke to me and when um a few years ago I went to New York with work I'd already been with you and then I went back I went to a different district in New York and I ended up at the university that they filmed uh, the um the, the shots of the Ghostbusters being thrown out of their own academic institution. So I went back to that university and I sat where they sat, um, where Venkman and um, Ray yes, sat and, and sort of drank the, drank a bottle. I think they drink it out of um, like out of a paper bag and they go, they're going to set up the Ghostbusters. Yes. Um, and I, I love that because then at the time, obviously as an adult I was then in academia and that idea of um being thrown out of the university and, and it's just like sorry I'm just laughing now because like as an academic it's like is it the university were like there's something the line like the university were, were you know they gave us rooms they gave us they did they didn't need it if the private sector they expect results and it's just those little jokes that really like sort of tickled me as now as an academic and there's a whole section where um, their boss within the university talks to them about how they're bad scientists and a lot of the things that was going on for me at work at the time was I was um, I was really getting involved with the new methodology I I realise you're now saying stop like do not go into this but I was getting involved with the new methodology a research methodology that people found controversial because it was quite modern so I really felt like this this real sense of resonance between me and the Ghostbusters. I'm sorry, are you comparing your research yes, to that? Of- yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm going to move on quickly. Um, so I, I really do love it. Now, if you go back and you look at it, there are certain things that are very much situated in the 80s. There, there is some some of the comedy, some of the, um, the things that are said and done are, I would say, quite suspect now. Yes. But... I, I think if you look at it in the context of the time, you're going to see that with any film. And it doesn't take away... I can look at it and go, mm, okay, I think we could do better now. And But I can I can still see it as a film that I, I really enjoy. And obviously it had an absolutely stellar cast. Yeah. Like, you know, you had the two, two of the best comedic actors of the 80s in Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, along with just an absolutely great filmmaker in Harold Ramis. Oh, um, yeah. 
Yeah. And what a present. Yeah, yeah. And that was, I think this is one of, that was one of his first acting roles as well, which is, she's bizarre. But... And I think that, that role of Egon, which I'm sure we'll come on to talk about yes. um, later on, as with the other, other characters as well. I just, there's something about, like, he's just unashamedly a scientist. Yeah. He's unashamedly who he is, and he doesn't, feel the need to change for anyone and they're not trying to change him either Mm. there's a real sense of everyone is their own person their own personality and that's who we are i think that was something that really um really touched me actually i think later on in life when i was when i was thinking about it (laughs) probably too much ghostbusters 2 is a bit shit though isn't it see ghostbusters 2 i find absolutely terrifying really really terrifying especially that scene where the guy from Ali McBeal turns into a nanny and then steals the baby. So yeah, I don't like that bit at all. So I'm going to go back yeah. and I remember um, the f- computer game for Ghostbusters 2 mm-hmm. was that thing that you got in the late 80s, early 90s where it was just scenes from the film. Okay. And it was one on the spectrum where you had to load each level individually. So like you played the first level and then it, it, like you had to press play on the tape and it loaded the next level. And I remember in the going into the last level on the loading screen. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean by that? Yeah, little picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, yeah, um, Ludo? Is that... Ludo? What's the, what's the, what's the big... What's oh, the, the man ba- in the painting? The baddie. Oh, I've been trying to Vigo? think. Vigo, that's Vigo. it. Vigo. Vigo will take the, anyone, not just, not just the baby. So if one of the oh. Ghostbusters died, Vigo took over him as well. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I don't like it. It was actually easier to kill one of the Ghostbusters uh, to beat the game than it was to actually... Uh, yeah. It had a really interesting idea, though, I think, with this whole idea of, like, New York was becoming a really, like, a a rough place. It was um, losing its soul. Everyone was becoming very unhappy. And then they blamed that on this pink goo running underneath. And it had this theme of, you know, bringing New York back to, you know, the the heart and soul of New York. And Mm. do do you know what I mean? I'm butchering that a little bit. But there was this this idea that it had lost its way slightly and that it people the the goo was feeding off people's negativity and actually we really had to um come back to positivity and again i quite i quite like that as a Mm. theme okay and then ghostbusters answer the call yeah in 2016 which i think we were saying earlier yeah i really wanted to bat for given the backlash that there was um i'll say now dickheads online yeah uh, took against it it didn't work for me. Mm. Um, I think there were a few decent jokes in there, but on a whole, it was it, it just wasn't a good comedy. Yeah. That wasn't anything to do with the cast. It wasn't. It certainly wasn't anything to do with no. the cast because Kit, absolute star making performance from Kit McKinnon. Oh, I, um, I love. Her. I mean, it, certainly in this country where she's not on Saturday Night Live every week, you got a little bit obsessed with. her. I was a little bit obsessed with her. Yeah, yeah I just thought she was amazing. Um, you know, Leslie Jones was good in it. Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy was mm-hmm. with their usual mm-hmm. um, selves in it. I just thought it went a little bit off the rails at points. And is that the one with oh Chris Hemsworth? Isn't Chris Hemsworth, it? Yeah, the, to essentially take you over the Janine role of yeah. the receptionist. I wanted to love it. I went in there with so yeah. much goodwill. I don't know if the comedy just wasn't my style because it's Paul Feig, isn't it? And I just don't get on with his stuff yeah. very much. Even like things that I am in inverted commas meant to like as a woman, yeah. like Bridesmaids. Not a bit, not a fan. I, I find fault with all the women mm. in that film and the portrayal of women as well. I just don't like it. 
just yeah and it, and i'm talking about bridesmaids i'm not talking about ghostbusters but the, yeah. the ghostbusters film i thought like you say brilliant cast it just it just didn't apart from the kate mckinnon character which i love because again it's i think we've, we've spoken about this on mm. earlier podcasts when we've talked about ghostbusters afterlife coming out it's brilliant to see neurodiversity represented on screen and i, I see that in ghostbusters in particular mm. um with this this idea of people who are slightly quirky as well and maybe yeah. maybe misunderstood so i really appreciated her um her role in it but yeah just something didn't work for me and it maybe it was the comment i didn't get the chris hemsworth thing at all i think everyone said he always oh, absolutely hilarious and i was just i just don't get it uh but yeah i i wanted to like it i've not gone back to it and it's a shame yeah. because I wanted to like it for all the reasons you have said. And so now we're on to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, we finally got there. <laughs> which um, you, I think you were you were very excited for. Yeah. I you told me to avoid all the trailers. Avoid for... all the tra- well, I still am. Yes. Avoid all the trailers. Anyone who hasn't seen it yet, why are you listening to this? But anyone who hasn't <laughs> seen it yet, don't watch any of the trailers. Don't watch any of like the TV spots. Don't look at anything online because major major spoilers online as well. But yeah, this is a film to go into without seeing anything. I mean, I was kind of spoiled. Um, Why? Well, I'll, I'll have to go into that in spoilers. Oh, in spoilers, right. But yeah, yeah. And uh, yes, I was inadvertently spoiled on certain things about it. Okay. But, but I knew less than nothing about this. Mm-hmm. Other than it had... I knew the, I knew it had Paul Rudd in. Yeah. I knew it had Finn Wolfhard in. Is that Wolfhard? Yeah. Wolfhard? Well, yeah, it's full Finn Wolfhard. Oh, I thought you said Hart. No. It's the cold. Yes, it's the cold, yeah. Um, that was kind of as much as I was. I knew about, yeah. I, I probably could say yeah. one more thing, which might be classed as a okay. spoiler. Right, right. You've been itching to talk about this for the last 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. We went out for my birthday and all I wanted to talk about was this film and I wasn't allowed. And there were moments of silence, which is so rare for us. We were sat at the table and I started like thinking, what am I going to say? Like... What can I talk about that is that yeah. isn't this film? We ended up talking about cricket, which you know is just and terrible. Ted Lasso and Ted Lasso, <laughs> yeah, and why I won't watch Ted Lasso. So yeah, um, am I all right to you are to go ahead? So first of all, I just want to say that I came out of the film, and at my sort of my my instinctive moment was that I didn't think you would like this film very much. So I'm just going to put that out there here, just as a, you know, let's park it there. So when I came out, I thought, Mark's going to find fault with this. And I know what he's going to find fault with. That was my instinctive reaction. Yeah. I came out thinking, there are faults with this film, but I really enjoyed the ride. I really enjoyed the new characters that were introduced to us. So this this um, single parent family, it's Carrie Coon. I love Carrie um, Coon. Yes, yeah. who is brilliant. Yeah. In wonderful everything. in everything. And I really enjoyed the her children, so Finn Wolfhard, and please remind me what her daughter's... Is it McKenna Grace? McKenna Grace, McKenna yeah. Grace, who plays her daughter Phoebe. Yes. I liked them as a family. I liked Paul Rudd. In his, in his role, as you've already said, so he, he turns up as a, a member of this new community that they moved to. I liked, um, I thought some of the shots were really beautiful. There's this, there was some lovely cinematography of, um, there was one shot in particular of some sort of wafting, I've got my arm in the air, which isn't really helping for a podcast, but sort of like wafting um, bits of cloth and sometimes the camera would just stay still and it would look quite... It was like a painting, 
um, and then mo- moving yeah. still. And I just thought some of the the skylines and things like that. I re- I really enjoyed those. But I had a bit of a pause at some moments. I thought, oh, I really like this. I loved, unsurprisingly, there was a complete eighties vibe to this. And that and that's really what I loved it. I thought mm. it had elements of the Goonies in. I thought there was a really strong Gremlins and Gremlins Two contingent to it. It was Spielbergian. It was um, it had it reminded me slightly of a film we were talking about the other night, which is Super Eight, because again that has I totally that agree with you Spielbergian. On that. Yeah. And you know what? I know there will be a lot of sniffiness in fact i've seen a lot of sniffiness around this film and a lot of it is to do with this idea of nostalgia and i do think sometimes nostalgia can be taken too far and it can be very and some people have been saying i'll rewind a bit here some people have been saying that this um the nostalgia the 80s nostalgia is cynical i don't think 80s nostalgia as it relates to this film is cynical at all i think it has a huge amount of heart to it i think it it makes sense for this film and this filmmaker having you know been the son of the person who um did the, f- the first film in the, in the 80s and the second and, yeah and, and the, second, yeah, and the yeah. second and i think he had a bit part in it as well so like jason Rupp, i think he was um sense, so, yeah. so and he's grown up around these people he's grown up around these coats grown up about this world i don't think there's a cynical Thing with it, you know, like some people say buying into oh, it's you know that nostalgia. We buy let, let them buy into this nostalgia. So I I really enjoyed the nostalgic elements to it. I'm not saying it's perfect. It's not perfect at all. One of the big things that I had a problem with was the, uh, from the the first. I don't know if it was the first half even or the first third. It felt really dark. Yeah. I wondered whether there was something wrong with the projection. I kept having to lift my glasses up and down and thinking, have I got something wrong? I just, I really struggled to focus. So I think this might be a problem with the cinema we visit. Okay. Because if this was exactly the same screen that I was in for ah, Eternals. Right. And it's not the same one that I was in, but I totally agree with you. I wonder, and I've heard other people say, I've had people say that Eternals is too dark, but I've also heard people say that um, Eternals is bright and colourful and everything oh, like that. Wow! So maybe, uh, maybe whether it's a that screen is, issue. Yeah, maybe Ooh, that is a screen issue. That is really because I was thinking about you while I was watching it, thinking you had exactly the same issue with Eternals. But yeah, yeah I really enjoyed it. Like mm. I say, not perfect. Some things I'm it's, it's still sitting sitting with me, but I much enjoyed it much more than the 2016 version. Not for those reasons, and and I. And I liked all of the 80s aspect of it. Okay. Go on I think, then. I think you were very much on the same page as this as I was about Bill and Ted. Right. Face the music last yeah. year. Um, I feel... I, I, I think you're right in that I am far less positive on this than you. Um, and I think the problem is that I'm going to... My feeling against it is not anything... Well, it's a little bit about the film. But it's very much about the film that I wanted rather than the film that I got. Um, this is the Ghostbusters Junior, um, and I had no desire to see that film. I agree that McKenna Grace is it really, really brings out the most in this role, but for God's sake, she may as well have been called Mary Sue, because she can. She, I think she's really badly written. I think she is. She is the second coming of Lex from Jurassic Park in that she is a 12-year-old child who can do everything. I don't think and, she can do everything. I think she can. Okay. She, she understands. Yeah, she, she comes in, she can fix a bloody proton pack for That's us. That's all right. Her. She's being helped to do so. 
Okay, yeah, but only by a light. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, yeah, yes, let's yeah, be very careful yeah, with what yeah, we yeah, say yeah, here. Yeah. But yeah, she's not doing it just by, she's not going, oh wow, proton pack, I'll fix that. I think, there is assistance I think from Finn, various adults. I think Finn Wolfhard really, really is just playing Mike from Stranger Things again. I didn't feel and that way. I every time he was on screen, my heart just sank a bit. Oh, really? I think there's real inconsistency, with, real inconsistency with the storytelling. In there are bits, lines of dialogue that absolutely contradict each other. Which in if I think if you are with the film, you can completely ignore. Mm-hmm. But there are yeah lines that happen in one thing, and then the next scene goes absolutely against it. Tell me about that yes. in spoilers because I obviously have missed that, yeah. and maybe my enjoyment of the film has, has taken me there. Okay. There is another child character um, who plays a podcaster mm-hmm. who just annoyed me every time he was on screen. No. Um, there is a fourth child character who is just for who I really want to, but is just forgotten about. Um, I think Carrie Coon is p- perfectly fine, but is underserved in this. Uh, I think Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I. It, it, oh. It just it did. I didn't warm to it, um, and I, that's a problem because then I see problems with every single scene that goes forward. Which yeah, yeah. and I yeah, there are there's a lot to like there, and I think the nostalgia is nicely laced through it and I see other films in this you're entirely right I saw there was one scene where I was like is this a Back to the Future tribute oh really yeah yeah I missed that yeah and yeah um, lots of time I totally agree but then a lot of things and I, I think there is some cynical cynicism in here which would have to go in spoilers mm-hmm. there is a couple of scenes where it is definitely done for the marketing and sell toys okay but I'm sorry, because I, I wanted to like <laughs> know, it, and I'm, yeah, and I think my problems with it, uh, my problems with it are from the film it wasn't, which which I fully admit is problematic. And, I are think you wanting, because obviously this does focus on the children. I don't think it's, it's any sport to, to say that it's a, it's yeah. a family of children that they're gonna take, um, they're gonna find things, and it's gonna be their sort of adventure. But were you looking for? New, I wanted like a, a Ghostbusters, new film. Ghostbusters. I wanted a okay. Ghostbusters film. I didn't want. I didn't want. It felt like a, a rip off of Super Eight, okay. and a poor rip off of Super Eight at that to me, um, which 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 saddens me. But yeah, I'm I'm glad that you got a lot out of it. <laughs> just for everyone at home, that's just going to yeah. be a really lovely pat on the shoulder. This is. I mean, this film, this the cinema was full of kids in mine. Oh. Yeah, and yeah, I didn't get that. The trailer. Well, you went. Well, you went yeah. during the I went day. during the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when you know when the trailers came up and it was yes. Clifford the Big Red Dog. I know. I um, thought that. And then well, cancer. And cancer because we had the same trailers. Yeah. Because I was allowed. Funnily enough, everyone at home, I was allowed to talk about the trailers when we went mm. out for my birthday, but just not the film. Yeah. So yeah, Clifford the Big Red Dog, which looks horrific. And I mean, so there were kids down the thing from me that did give somewhat of an audio description all the way through oh, really? but you know I, I was able to block yeah, them out yeah. they were far enough away but yeah at some yeah. point there was like oh they found uh, yeah yeah okay, yeah right. oh, oh, oh it's a ghost and it was like, <laughs> yeah 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 uh, yeah actually there was one thing that like I really felt there weren't that many ghosts 
Um, which I that was one thing that I would have liked a bit more of. I would have liked some more ghosts, which coming from me is an interesting. I was going to save that for spoilers, view. but okay. oh, okay, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would have liked a, a few more, maybe. Yes, I would like it to be about Ghostbusters rather than right. kids. Please, please don't ruin it for me. I'm I was not, on a high. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to ruin it for you because I think the nostalgia is very well done. Um, it you know it's sewn th- like I say it's yeah. sewn through, and it's just the right amount. Um, I think there are certain things that need to be out should have been cut, but yeah. Okay, um, I don't think we're gonna get much further without going into spoilers. Where I'm yeah. fully prepared for you to say 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 things about the film to me, and I realise it's not. A, I do completely realise it's not a perfect film. I kind of get the feeling that because I've been looking at stuff online, obviously since. I'm going to say spoilers from now on. No, no, not oh, yet. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> maybe in a bit. Uh, but I get the feeling that we are we are representing the two sides of the reviews that I'm seeing. I'm not seeing any reviews that are in the middle. I'm seeing reviews that very much say what you're saying. That yes. um and worse, to be honest with you, yeah. some that have really gone for it, and then reviews that are sort of like full of. I'm going to say full of warmth and and uh, nostalgia like me. So yeah, a little much more much warmer. You know the four star side of things, and also the fan reaction on Twitter has been very warm as well. So yeah, I feel we're sort of representing both sides. Now, shall we get into spoilers? Then? Okay. So if you are leaving here, thank you very much for listening. But yeah, from here, be spoilers. So be warned. Huge, huge spoilers, and really, if you haven't seen the film, please, please don't listen any further because. There are things in here that even I, having seen the trailer and thinking, oh, I've been completely spoiled, did not know was was coming. Mm. Really, really didn't know was coming. Yeah. So, yeah, spoilers from here. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. All right, that's bad. Okay. All right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. Just as a little gentle introduction into spoilers. So there's a scene where um, they're in prison and or before they go into prison where it's mentioned that Finn Wolfhard has failed his driving death test three uh, times three times yeah. yeah almost virtually the next scene they're like oh yeah he's just, he's only just 15 it's like you can't have birth oh and that's just bad writing oh i didn't pick up on that at all yeah so we can't learn. To, do they not may, have like an? You early may be able driving? to. You may be able to. T- I don't know, but I you thought, may be able to. T- you, yeah. you can drive from sixteen, but right. you wouldn't be taking three driving tests in the three months yeah, after your fifteenth birthday. Yeah, that doesn't. Mm, I mean, quite. If I'm down. wrong about that, I'm wrong yeah. about that. But, but it, just, it, yeah. it, it obviously it stood out to you. Little things like when they put the like, oh, we're in a rush, but we're going to go down and put some Ghostbusters suits on. Oh, and I'm going to draw my name on there in felt tip pen as well. Mm-hmm, yes. That's, no, it's a, if if it's a if film. if you were more warming to the film, that's yeah, stuff that, that yeah. goes I didn't even by notice that. I was just like, oh come on, yeah. Yeah. of course they're in a rush, but they're not really in that much of a rush. They're kids, you I, know. I, I think they understand the urgency <laughs> rather than just like, oh yep, yeah, got got changed, yeah. And obviously that's for the shot and for the yeah. yeah of course it is, yeah. I like it. I like it when the, I really liked it when they put the costumes because I think it's very representative, you know. And I like the the four of them as the new Ghostbusters again. I it, still I know you're looking at me. I know it's not the same as the original cat. I know there were people who were completely underserved. I, I we'll talk about Lucky in a moment because I'm sure we'll come on onto her in a moment. But the Finn Wolfhard thing, right? I was worried as well because 
having seen him in Stranger Things, really liked him in Str- Stranger Things as 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 the the as an actor, the character. We've we've talked about this before on the podcast when we've, yeah. when we've done TV. We we have not warmed to the character, especially over time, where he's just been incredibly whiny. In the last season, they made him a bit of a dickhead, oh, like purposefully so yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. He he's was he was made to annoy uh, Hopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Hopper. See, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> lovely. Um, so. Yeah, I was really worried, but actually, because he's not—he's not in a massive amount, and I didn't feel the Mike vibes. From I don't know whether it's because he looks just so much older in this, and obviously this is this has been filmed quite a while ago. But he looks so much older. I really like the idea of him being the older brother rather than the you know the young kid that we're used to seeing in Stranger yeah. Things, and. I can I can totally see how you can draw the lines between them because they're just they're teenagers. But I like the fact that you know he was sitting, um, filling in the um, filling in the form to go and work at the burger place or whatever, and he was you know he's going after the girl and hmm. I like the fact that he, oh, he wasn't going to get bullied at the burger place. He was just going to work there and yeah they might make him do a couple of the shitty jobs, but they were all going to go up to the mountain together. And I just I really like that. I I thought it was really a nice teenage sort of early doors romance and she kept him on his toes and uh, I just, I really liked it. I don't know why. But yeah. I, I didn't take against him at all. He just, he, he seemed too much like Mike to me. Okay. Um, and I, I don't know, that's, I mean, he's a teenage boy playing teenage boys. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's a, that, that, I don't know how he's going to get away yeah, from that unless he does something completely that. different. Unless he's starring in like a rom-com playing someone completely different yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, Phoebe can do everything. Phoebe can. I don't think she can. Phoebe can go through and talk about seismology. Yeah, of course she can. And then she she's, can, she's a scientist. And then she can do. Yeah. Kids, kids like that. Kids are like that. They read and read and read, and they have that knowledge. But she still hadn't heard of the Ghostbusters. No, but Which no is, one had. Like no, everyone would know that in nineteen eighty four, if she knows about uh, nineteen forty five, what happened there, then. She knows about the Ghostbusters. She knows about these attack of ghosts that hit New York in 1984. Oh, it could have been. Do you remember, like, you think about things now where people say, oh, that wasn't real. You know, and if you're, you know, looking at it, oh, well, that was all a myth. And that, you know, oh, it was, it, oh, yeah, of course it was ghosts, but it wasn't really. You could and, look at it like that and, and say, and oh, it was one think, of those things. It I think was this a phenomena. I think if, if you are totally with the film, mm. then you can look beyond that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can make the story yeah. up in my mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you can justify it. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't, and it, yeah, right. just, yeah. I thought it was a really nice play on the idea that, you know, we as adults um, think that everyone knows the history that we know, and then you find out that there are kids born, like, past the millennium who are now... 20 you know if they're born 20 or one that they're now 20 and that just blows your mind because anyone born past 1989 is like sounds ridiculous to me you are Do you know what I mean? definitely making apologies for this film <laughs> now so uh yeah that's that's absolutely but yeah i've i've yeah i I really liked phoebe i really liked the um so if we go back i mentioned neurodiversity earlier on in the podcast with and the idea of the Kate McKinnon character, which I th- think was very much talking about that at the time. That's how the, the way I felt, the way I read it anyway. And um, the the Egon character, you could also read in that way. Mm. You could read um, things that Egon does and says, and the way that he presents as someone who's been on the autistic spectrum, for example. I think the Phoebe character takes this much further by specifically referencing this. And I, there was a there was a line in it in particular that really stuck out to me, and I was just a bit like, yes. You know, um, and and where, where podcast the character that you 
like podcast no. the podcaster which i thought was i thought he was adorable brian terry um, henry is no longer the most annoying podcaster <laughs> of the year in film for me right. but, uh... but he he says something like oh do you not are you not bothered or blah 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 and she says something along the lines of i don't show emotions the same way as other people and she doesn't do it apologetically she just says it as a fact and you know when you're just like yes we are now seeing this level of representation where it's not apologetic it's not Oh look, that character's never going to have any friends. Even though I was a, l- I was a little bit concerned about the whole th- of our mum like, don't be you. Which I just, I f- as a, as a mum myself, I find that problematic <laughs> that you'd be saying that to your child. I th- I understood there was a comedic element to it. It was a yeah. funny thing, and then she gets to say it back to her mum and all that. But I was just kind of going, do you not recognise what is going on here? So and I just, I really liked that representation of of someone who. I think they were positioning as neurodiverse here, do, doing all the stuff, being the hero and having friends and all, all of those all those things while still remaining the same in terms of personality likes and dislikes. It's, it's obviously a personal thing for me because you're looking at me with, with no, your, no, no. your eyes. I think that's absolutely... That, that, I didn't get that from it, mm. which is fair enough. Mm. But yeah, I, I think you are right. I think you're absolutely right. And you have to have a woman at the centre of the, of, of the film as well. I think was just lovely. You know, the big brother is a little bit pushed to the side, which you would like, you know, with Finn Wolfhard. Yes. You've got her friend, the the, the, the little podcast guy, who I really liked. I really liked him. I didn't find him annoying at all. But she's she's at the centre of in the heart of the film. And hooray, you know? I mean, so I obviously knew nothing about this film, but the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, so the, the grandfather's Egon. Was that made obvious in the... In really the... obvious yeah, in the trailer, yeah. yeah. It was like, I'm sure someone said Spengler or something like oh, that, or, okay. you know, your grandfather. Was... And then there was like, go, yeah. It yeah. was really, really obvious. Um, but I didn't know he was going to rock up in it. I've got mixed feelings about this. <sighs> so have I a little bit, and I don't quite know where to place them. So should we go on to the... Then... <laughs> the big th- sorry, I'm just cough, yeah. cold cough. Yeah, should we go on to the ending of the film? Yeah, go on. Well, so, well, the beginning as well. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to go the, back to the beginning to talk about the ending as well. Oh, because there's that first scene at the beginning, which I loved. Did that remind you of Super Eight? Because it did. Yeah, me. very much so. A little yeah. bit close encounters as well. I don't know if it was mm. like in Spielberg, um, but yeah, there's a guy at the beginning of the of the film. Yes, who is shrouded in darkness. But you can see the outline of his face every now and again. Yeah. It's clearly Egon. And I just thought, okay, leave. And then obviously he dies. Yes. Okay, leave it there. Yeah. That's it. But when I saw the the thingy, is it a PK? I don't know what it's called. Yeah, PK energy. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I should know this, having said that I love the original. Yeah, when that started to go, I thought, oh no, he's a ghost in the house. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't too keen on that. And then I wasn't too keen on the whole, I'm a light bulb showing you the way, I'm going to move the chess pieces, we're going to have a game of chess, you know, or I'm going to swing the light around so you can see that I, I you know, all that. I, I loved I you after all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, talking so you after as, all. Soon as, she, as soon as Carrie Coon said, oh, um, he, he never cared about me, I was like, oh, yeah. she's going to go downstairs and she's going to see all these photos. And it was just, yeah. 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 Um. So I was spoiled about Ghostbusters being in this. Yeah. Which is obvious that it was going to happen. I thought it would be really... I didn't think that would be a spoiler because with Reitman being involved, 
he knows these people. But of walk, course they're going to be in it. But walking through town, um, the action figures were on display outside the comic book shop. Oh, right, okay. And, yeah. and it was like, oh, so, oh, Ghostbusters figures. Oh, they look oh. old. Oh. oh, oh, there's only three of them. I now understand what this is all about. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, oh, that'll be yeah. fun. I'll get some of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so this film comes up to the ending where Ray and Peter Venkman and Winston come along and help defeat... Yeah, the goes with the goes area yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. For the uh, second time. For the second time. Yeah. I, I've just, just as we've been talking, I've been mm-hmm. looking through the IMDb. Right. Do you know plays, Goza? No, oh, tell me, because they, I... I really wanted them to get the original actor back. But I don't think that's... I don't think that's... Yeah. Who is it? So it's Olivia Wilde. Oh. The actress... The well-known actor, well, Olivia well known Wilde. actress. Yeah. Um, really? That, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I would have preferred someone like... Like the original actor. I just presumed that they were like... A dancer, or because their body and the way they moved, and the I thought nope. they were like you know how like the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was really a ballet ballet um, no. ballet star. No, right, okay, um, but yeah, it was the way that the person moved. But, no, yeah. It's anyway. director of Booksmart, Olivia Wilde, <laughs> okay. and the um, voice of Goza. Yes, right, is by um, I'm going to butcher this name, Go on. but it's uh, Shura uh, Agdalhu who is uh, Christian in The Expanse, which I'm currently watching. Oh, Mark. You will, you will know her. It's the... Oh, yes, I do know her. Yes, yes. 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 Absolutely yes, iconic <laughs> voice. Sorry, everyone at home wants to show me a picture. Yeah, yeah. She, she's got a very gravelly voice, hasn't yeah, she? Yeah, amazing. Um, Middle Eastern actress. She's yes. from Iran originally. Mm. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, I know her. I know and... her. When I hear her, I always think, "Oh yeah, yeah. that's like who she is." Yeah, oh, that makes sense. I could, yeah, she's a good Gozo, actually. Oh, okay. So then there is also someone who plays Spirit of Goza. Oh. Um, oh. Ah. <laughs> oh, do you want? Do you want to share? Um. Yeah. So the person who plays Spirit of Goza. Um, oh no, it's not someone else from the Expanse, is it? No. It's is... not justified. Please tell me it's not justified. Um. Is Emma Portner, who she looks like Daisy Ridley, is married to Elliot Page, who obviously knows Jason Reitman through Juno. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I. (sighs) I don't think they're. I don't think they're together anymore. Oh. Oh well, that's that disappointing. Sorry, that's my that's my celebrity <laughs> news. I'm just thinking. Yeah. I don't think they're together anymore. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. So, yeah. So they come back, and they help defeat. Yeah. See, by this point, I was already crying. Okay. So wow. And then I just everything they said made me cry a bit more and laugh. So I mean because I, think, I just loved it so much. And I think there were really good references like Are You a God and everyone looks at Ray and yeah, yeah. even me who's only seen it a number of times finds that really funny and yeah. And then I yeah, I think it really worked. Mm-hmm. And then there is the moment. Clearly his family have okayed this right yeah just because... for people who aren't who, who haven't seen it who have got it this far um 
there is a a spectral projection, spectral projection. of yeah. Harold Ramis, yeah. who passed away oh, quite a few years, years ago. Yeah, because they had um, they had a bust of him yes. in the office at the university for the for the twenty sixteen Ghostbusters twenty fourteen. So yeah, yeah two hundred seven over seven yeah, years. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's very good like it's really good it's, yeah it... it's scarily good it's not like when they did cat young carrie fisher yes in the star wars remakes mm. or whatever you want to call them um they're not remakes you know what i mean the, the sequels. yeah yeah that felt very much like we have made this to look clever it really did look like him and it felt like him. And I spent a long time just looking at it thinking, how have you done this? You've, you have quite literally brought him back to life. And I'm just, yeah, it just, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. I think, I thought the, the shrouded, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. It's a bit mm. of a, a throwback to what happened to him. But then to have him, and to have him, making peace with everyone and help help first of all helping to defeat yeah. then making peace with everyone and then becoming a spirit in the sky you know essentially a soul transcending i i just don't know and i although i did really enjoy the whole you know he goes up into the sky goes into the stars and then it just says for harold but we still weren't through with the film at that point. There's still no, more we about it, which I found. But I like that. Yeah, I like that. Oh, there yeah. it is. It's positioned there, and then we move. I take it you're in tears at this point. Oh then. god, just I'm not, I was just crying all the way home. I would have preferred it just to be one moment of him with it, rather than just having them doing it was the full quite yeah Carrie Coon. Yeah, we'll go um, around everyone. Yeah, we'll go down everyone. Oh no! Oh, oh this is your granddad that you've never met. Yeah, but come and yeah. hug his ghost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just uh, at first when it when he first appeared, I thought, "Oh, okay, I'm not sure I feel about this." By the end of it, I was like, uh, "I think less is more on something like this." But yeah, yeah it's spectacularly well done from a it effects is. point of view. I, I yeah, mm. really well, like to the point where I was thinking, "He is like he has," pa-, you know, you start yeah. doubting, and that's yes. interesting. Obviously, we are not people. I feel really conscious as people who have. Who spend a lot of time around like bereavement and grief and death, and we do a lot of work in that area because we have had a, a because we have had a, a bereavement because our son died. So I feel really, I feel a bit icky almost. I feel a bit icky almost passing judgment on like whether I like it or not because it's not really up to us as to whether we like it or not it's clearly up to the family yeah it doesn't doesn't really matter what we think if they are all right with it then i am all right with it and they clearly are all right with it because that's is there on the screen but it is an interesting thing isn't it when it's so i think it was the the, it was just so realistic that's what took me back and it was so like you say it was there for so long yeah it wasn't a momentary flash Mm. Yeah, I I don't know. <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's difficult, isn't yeah. it? It's really difficult. Can we get into the post-credit scenes? Oh god! Of oh, which no. you only saw one because you left. <sighs> I'm so, I'm such an idiot, honestly. Like there was 
no one in my screening. I could have said, no, it wasn't even one of those things where it's like, there's so many people and you just think, well, I'm yeah. just going to go with everyone else and it's like really noisy or anything. Or, or it's going to take ages and I can't really be bothered to sit. I was like, I wanted to see the credits because I was really interested in the credits because you have the the producer credits and I really like to see who the producers are. Like Dan Aykroyd was a yeah. producer and I thought, oh, that's interesting. So, you know, geeky old me wanted to sit and see what all the, the behind the scenes stuff was. And then it said, um, it came up with the, the main yeah. cast, and then it said... And Sigourney Weaver. And I went, well, I've missed this. Who the fuck was she? I've was was this. my exact yeah. words. Yes. Where's, where's she gone? And then you get the first post-credit thing, which was pointless. Should totally have been cut. Totally should have been cut. There was absolutely no reason for it. It didn't other work. Than, other than she probably couldn't get into it. Uh, she couldn't get to the screening yeah. or they couldn't write her in. So they just put her in a post credit thing. But it's her and Peter Venkman having a bit of a flirt and he's pretending to read cards. Like that, he, yeah. in the first I wondered, well, my feeling was that they are referencing back to what could be deemed to be misogynistic and, uh, or, I'm going to put it in air quotes, of its time. In, yeah. the, in the first film, he zaps the there's a guy and a girl yeah. he zaps the guy he's obviously a university professor these are students he's not zapping the girl for getting the answers wrong yeah. to this like putting the cards up in the air and then he is set, he essentially um start is flirting incredibly with her and then is like i think he's even like inviting her you know do you want to come over to mine at you know, eight o'clock or whatever yeah. and he's a university professor she's a student and it's it's not good yeah so i I wondered if they were, I mean, they, I, I don't know why they wondered they were, they clearly are. Yeah. They're reversing the role and they're getting him back for, you know, that sort of thing, mm. I think is, you know, now the the woman is in charge and he, she's zapping him and all this sort of thing. But it just, it, it just didn't work for me. No. I would have preferred to have seen them walking through New York together. If they're, if they're meant to be saying, well, they're now together after the second film, I don't want to see them doing this very weird little sketch that doesn't indicate that they've been together for a while or it, oh he's just got it out of a box and they're just going to give it a go I, d- I don't know I would have preferred to have seen them in the streets of New York having a chat or do, do you know what I mean I mean also what I think she's also got the same picture in her attic as Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. When you look at her yeah, compared to amazing. Bill Murray. I mean, Bill Murray's had a yes. lovely life. Let's <laughs> let, let's not get that wrong. But, uh, yeah, um, she looks like amazing. like maybe five years has passed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I would have liked to see, you know, she she was a musician. I would have liked to have seen maybe him sitting in the, in the, um, in the auditorium while she played. Something like that, I think, would have been much more sort of meaningful to me and then i left well that was silly and then i left so it was quite a full screening where i was and everyone left apart from me <laughs> two people halfway down and then another family who clearly turned around clocked me and the other two people there and spoke to the people who were t- taking the rubbish and then went and sat down in the front so clearly they said is there something else and they said yes because yeah. they knew what was happening yeah so I take it you're aware of what happened. I am, yeah. yeah. I did read up about it. So there is a scene from, and I don't know if this is in either of the films. Okay. Um, where, Jan, like, from the original thing where Janine hands Egon a lucky coin that she had from the 1946 World Fair oh. in New York. Oh, something's ringing. I'm sure there's something that she gives him... Mm. 
because she says she says something like I've got a very bad feeling and I'm yeah. usually very psychic or something. Yeah. There's something like that. Yeah. Okay. And then. So that's clearly just to explain a really obscure reference. It must be in there just for it to be. Yeah, it has yeah. to be, yeah. Um, then you cut to her in a waiting room, like in an office complex um, with the coin. Um, so clearly they were like, no one will know what this is. So we'll put that that in. She then goes through to see Winston, who it's revealed earlier in the film, is now that's, a successful financier. Yeah, good. And they have a little conversation, and he's like, oh, yeah, I didn't do it for, didn't do it for the money. I, I'm, I'll always be a Ghostbuster. Yeah. Then you see him walk into the fire, yeah, the fire, the fire department. The, yeah, yeah, in Tribeca, yeah. which we've been to. He walks in, he like walks around, um, and then you it cuts to the ghost containment unit, which has a red light warning flashing oh, yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the end. Right? That can't be the end. Well, it is. There has to be something else. Do you know something else that happens in that? Yes. What else happens? Did you not? Did you leave after that? Oh, and then a, a a symbol comes up, which is the Ghostbusters, but with a stay pushed puffed marshmallow man as the symbol. Oh right, okay. Well, that's not what I read on the internet. So maybe the internet has lied to me. Okay. Well, what did you hear? So I heard that he has. I've just got in, so I might, I might uh, have forgotten something. He, my, so it may be their interpretation of it. I heard that. What you, I didn't say anything about some sort of coin, but I heard that he goes and buys the fire station back again. He sets it all back up again. And essentially it's like franchised out. So that's like the main office. And he set up Ghostbusters again. I mean, that must... Think, if, if that's... A, if that's, a, that, that's How long do you think this thing is? I don't know. Like, it was, yeah, no, I didn't get that. It was setting that's up, thing. like, the universe, the Ghostbusters universe, and that there could be others. So, and... there is a scene at the end of the closing credits. Winston visits Ghostbusters Fire Station headquarters while talking with Janine Mel- Melnitz. A red light on the containment unit within the station begins to glow in bright red. Is the IMDb. Oh, right. I don't, there's I nothing don't about what, any, fra- what, yeah. I mean, there might be something about franchises hidden in the okay. thing, but like, I didn't get that. Did you get the impression that he had bought it? Cause yes. Obviously yes. that Ray says some, some actors bought up most of that area, Tribeca, which is yeah, obviously yeah. Rob, Robert De Niro, which I really like. That really tickled me because yeah. it's like the truth. Um, and this idea of some actor, you know, um, so you've, You've taken it as he's bought it back, he's made it into the Ghostbusters headquarters yes. again. Ghostbusters are back in action, but it is empty as he walks but in, it's... so it's like he's going to rather oh, than it's right. not like set up but or anything like that. Isn't... It is an oh, empty, right. empty so unit, it's not all set up. No, 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 although okay. there's still a ghost containment unit Go- in that's there why for I'm some reason. Ghost containment yeah. unit. Right, yeah. okay. Can we talk about Stay Puff Marshmallow Man? You certainly can. So, there's a reason why the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man appears in Ghostbusters. What the original? Yeah, because Stan, um, Stan, Ray. because Ray, yeah, stands, thinks of him roasting marshmallows by the fire. Yes, and, yeah, he has this little moment to himself, doesn't he? These appeared purely for commercial reasons. Yeah, I know. There was absolutely no reason for marshmallows to pop out of that bag, and that whole scene sh- for me, it should have been cut. Did you feel it was Gremlins? Because I thought it was the idea of them, um, being really, um essentially annihilating each other but with a really happy smile on yeah. their face really reminded me of like you know especially the one where he's spinning around in the in the yeah. blitzer 
Also, when he was dancing on the shelf, it did remind me a little bit of Blake, the way he's like, yeah, oh, it's totally yeah. reminded yeah. me of Blake. Like, it's the face, isn't yeah. it? It's the happy face. And I did think, yeah, that is, that it's very mm. cute, but also they are terrifying. It should have either been a separate short uh-huh. or, like, even like a teaser trailer would have been. Okay. But, yeah, it didn't fit in the film. Mm. And for me, yeah, it just felt really... That's the bit that felt the most cynical right. um, for me. Okay. Um, although it was cute seeing them barbecue each, uh, barbecue yeah, each other. Just went to smiley yeah. face that they put. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know that was sort of like the reference. But mm. I really liked... Because I'm thinking about that scene. I really liked the the fact that the the dogs, you know, the evil the evil yeah. hounds. I can't remember what they're called now. Um, that they were clearly real and not CGI. Practical effects. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. It just felt like they'd fallen out of the original film. And I, yes. I, I did like... Obviously, you're retreading exactly the same... You are, and I know that's the what's been thrown at it has been well it's just the same film it's the same baddie it's the same minions it's the same idea of the gate gate mark lockmaster and gatekeeper no it's the keymaster and the gatekeeper I think it's not the lockmaster I don't know okay Anyway, you know it better than me, so you're Rick Moranis right. and Sigourney Weaver. Yes. And they, they're obviously riffing on that yeah. with Rudd and Carrie Coon. And she even... One bit I did roll my eyes at was when she gets out of her normal clothes and, and suddenly into the dress, yeah. Sigourney Weaver. I was just like, no, I don't need that. Um, thanks. So, yeah. So, yeah, there are bits of it. Obviously, it's not a five-star film for me by any stretch of the imagination. There are bits of it that I do just kind of... But for the most part, I mean, like, oh, we, we should talk about Lucky, actually, because she's meant to be, like, the fourth Ghostbuster, and she's the um, the love interest for Finn Wolfhard, whose name I still... Oh, his name's Trevor in the film, yes. that's it. I was like, Trevor, that's an interesting I one, don't think it? there's any 15-year-olds called Trevor. No, I'm sure Or not many. Actually, yeah. A very, a completely underserved, really interesting woman at the beginning, you know, with she was very much in control, she's working at the thing, he's sort of after her like a puppy and she's asking him questions, why did you come here? It's that lovely moment on the top of the mountain, sorry, my nose is really bad, I can really hear how like, I was naughty this is. Um, there's that lovely bit on the top of the mountain where they're having that conversation and you can really feel that there's quite a lot of heart in it and I think she brings a lot to it. Yeah. And then the film forgets about her and relegates her to going off somewhere else while the other three have the time of their life in, in Adventureland. And she's not even in the bit in the in the cavern, is yeah, she? Yeah, she's And then yeah. she just pops out at the end out of the, of the end. house. They say, there's a throwaway line where they say, oh, you know what you need to do. She, oh, yes. But then yes. she's just in the house. Yes, yes, you need to stop in the house just, just in case. You need to Yeah. Mm. I, I did wonder whether there was, like, COVID issues with, like, people oh, not maybe. being available. I thought um, it was filmed before. Maybe it was. Because it because was, wasn't it... Held reckon, on to for ages. Do you reckon they had to digitally change the year to, to 2021? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the thing down at the yeah, yeah, yeah. J.K. Simmons had an easy couple of days, didn't they? J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Yes. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Who's J.K. Simmons? J.K. You know J.K. Simmons is. Is he the an older man with a slightly flat head? Oh, J.K. Simmons is the is the teacher in Whiplash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The uh, horrible man. And the editor in Spider Man. Various Spider Man yeah. films. Yeah. What's what? He's the mayor of the town, Evo Shandar, who's in a glass box. He's not. Of course, it was. It looked just like him. Really? I was like, yeah, because it was that. And I don't, still don't quite understand what the relevance of him being being in the box and being like 
waking up every five seconds, uh-huh. every, every day when the thing comes, and obviously the good, the the proton packs coming, yeah. yeah, and he comes back to life, yeah. and then he wakes up and goes, "Oh, hello, I'm," yeah, and then it just gets ripped into. I did not know it was him. Yes, I was that involved in the film. I did not notice that at all. I just thought he was just some old bloke. <laughs> and obviously, he's in Juno as well. Oh, is he? Right, yeah. Okay, so there right. is, a, yeah. So it yeah, might that, just be well, a that, all for... the, all the people are in it. Just didn't know they were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Gad plays uh, the chomper, the metal. Oh, the muncher. Yeah, muncher. The sorry. Chomper. Yeah. <laughs> chomper. <laughs> yeah, I did think he was going to be Slimer. I didn't like him. I don't. I because I've never been a fan of Slimer anyway. I want like proper ghosts. I want. I like it when in the original, like, and then actually in the second one, I think the Titanic comes back. Um, what? Yeah, I'm sure it does. Or it, yeah, it could have been the first one. But um, I find that more ghoulish. I find historic figures or historic events. So this isn't a historic event, but essentially, if you get into a, a cab, a New York cab, and there's a ghost drive, you know, an old sort of yes. 1950s cabbie or something like that, I find that more. Like a bit more than just some, yeah. Also, nice to see Birkin <laughs> Woodbine rock up for a second. What is this? What? Why are you mentioning people's names? I he's don't the understand. police chief. Oh, right. See, I thought he was Look, quite underserved as well. Yeah, well, he's a he's, he's a pretty famous actor. Is he? He's he was in the third series of uh, Fargo. Thought you were going to say Justified again? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, I think he's in. Yeah, he's in. He's in quite a lot of things. He's in Queen and Slim and things like that. Oh, okay. But yeah. And I thought he was going to be the Walter Peck of the film because I was, I was linking up everyone. Do yeah. you remember Walter Peck? He's the guy who's really annoying. I think he's got slightly red hair, maybe reddish hair. He's got the beard. He's like the corporate guy. He's like health and safety, and he comes and he tries and well, he does. He shuts the Ghostbusters down. Has this guy got no dick? <laughs> yes. Is that him? That's him. Yes. That is him. I, and I, I thought we needed like a baddie, and I thought the police chief was going to be the baddie. But then I just thought well, that was a bit. Mm, I don't know when you can, sort of. I just it just didn't seem to flow. Whereas if you have have a cut, you know, like a corporate baddie, yes. that it makes much more sense. So yeah. Anyway. Mm. So yeah, I'm I'm about two stars on this. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. What did what would you give in the twenty sixteen? Would you oh, be the same place? Probably lower. I think it's okay. yeah, um, yeah. I think probably lower. I really yeah, but because mm. <sighs> I, I gave twenty sixteen two, and then this I was giving a four, and I know that's been generous, but I'm happy with my four. Okay, that's yeah, that, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. That yes. that is fine. Yes, yes. Mark, it is. Yes. For that is my opinion. I'm I'm really glad you you had more yes. invested in this. Yeah, so I'm really I glad did. that you liked it. And also, I have other people who like it as well. So big shout out to our friends Chris and Alison who thought it was superb, and I got lots of lovely happy messages from them after they went to see it as well. So I I can bask in the in the the loveliness of the film with them. And then Alison came and then out you... yesterday, and because I was sat there, you couldn't talk about That's it. That's right, couldn't talk about it at all. So yes. Um, but I can go. I can go and talk to them now, and I'll leave you alone. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> yes. Let's go and blow our noses and uh, take take some lemsip. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and other vitamin C. Other, yeah. <laughs> other vitamins. Mm. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Sorry for the quality of the uh, of the the nasalness. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Honeymoon Pod. 
and we are available anywhere you get podcasts. Uh, if you can leave a review, please do so. We'd really appreciate it. And also, if you want to tell one of your mates, if they like sort of TV and film, that would be brilliant. The, the... That was almost really professional. Oh, I was nearly there, wasn't I? I was about to go something along the lines of, if uh, like spread, if you can spread the word, that's really good. And then that that said that in my head, she spread the word. That's really good. I went, no, Ale- no, that that is not what you say. It makes no sense, and it sounds really weird. Anyway, you know what I mean. So before like, we go, oh right, do you remember the other Ghostbusters? The other Ghostbusters. Yes. No. I feel this could be like a little Easter egg because we've already signed off and everything like that. But do you know how the cartoon was called the Real Ghostbusters? Yeah. So predating that, there was another Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. which was like people who went around uh, fighting ghosts in a little bit of a Scooby Doo ripoff, if anything. Mm-hmm. And they had a big gorilla with them. What? Yeah, what? I think there was a film. I th- I'm pretty sure there was a film of it as well. You know what? I've seen something on Twitter where someone referenced Ghostbusters. They put a picture up, and I think it had a gorilla in it. But I thought it was Rent a Ghost. They were referencing so you know all your children of the 80s out there there's another reference for you the original ghostbusters oh, as it was rebranded the original ghostbusters yeah I if that was what they were referencing because the hats look the same as well but it was mm. a live version yeah i think it was something like that <laughs> yeah. how weird i thought it was rent a ghost <laughs> oh honey yeah uh, um yeah there's a the man in the gorilla suit in it. Of course there is. I'm pretty sure there's a cartoon of it as well, but yeah. Anyway. Can I go to bed now? Yeah, we can. Thanks. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>